How unbelievable the Torah is. What a special gift. We have to come to that appreciation. Wherever you get your podcasts from, or our own website, prismoftorah.com. This is The Prism of Torah with Rabbi Saf Aaron Prisman. Shalom v'racha to everyone. As we are quickly approaching one of the holiest days of the year, Chag HaTzeres, Chag HaShavuos, I want to share with you two different ideas that I think can help us in the preparation to this holy day. First of all, there's a known machloikis in the Gemara and Pstachim Dav Samech Chesamud Beis, that every Yom Tov that we have during the year, how are we supposed to approach it? Are we supposed to dedicate the whole day to HaKadosh Bochu and just daven and learn Torah the whole day? Or is it supposed to be 50-50? Of course, we, the halacha is that we paskin, that we do it half-half. We also enjoy ourselves during the day, in honor of the Yom Tov, that we have amazing meals, geshmaka meals, etc., etc. We sleep a bit. And also, the question that should be raised is, the same opinion it's a machloikis in the Gemara, but the opinion that says that every day should be, every Yom Tov should be La Hashem, even that opinion agrees that Davka on this Chag of Shavuos, Chag Atzeres, that it should be 50-50. And the question begs itself, if anything, that's counterintuitive. Such a holy day, such a spiritual day that we're celebrating the Torah, then it makes more sense that maybe Davka this day should be all about spirituality. Something similar to Yom Kippur. So what's happening over here? That's question number one. Question number two. There's a very famous Gemara in Shabbos, Peiches Amud Beis, where over there, HaKadosh Buch is giving the Torah to, to Moshe Rabbeinu to give it to Klal Yisrael. And the Malachim, the angels are saying to HaKadosh Buchu, what's going on? You're giving it to them? What a waste to give it to, to humans, to people that were born from a mother? How can you give it to them? We should receive the Torah. And then HaKadosh Buhu turns to Moshe Rabbeinu and he says, I want you to answer back to them. Moshe Rabbeinu says, I'm too scared, they're going to burn me up. He says, don't worry, come hold on to my kisei HaKavod and answer them back. And so he does and he says, it says in the Torah, Kibudavayim, you, you're not relevant to Kibudavayim. How can you honor your parents? You don't have parents. It says that you shouldn't do Avoid Zara, idol worshipping. It's not Shaykh to you, you don't have a Yetzirah. So the question is, what, what was the argument over here between the two sides? And I'll explain my question. Harei, when a person gets a present from someone, you can understand how two people are fighting to get the present. If two people want to buy something from someone or to get a present, because there's only one item and it can either go to party A or party B. Hence, it makes sense. They're going to fight off who receives it. But over here, the Torah, it's not something physical, something spiritual. Both the Malachim and the Jewish people can learn Torah. As the Ramban says, and Chazal tell us, that the Malachim, with a different combination of the, of the letters, of the Oisius, they were able to, they learned also. So let them learn and let us learn. What, what's the argument over here? And what did Moshe Rabbeinu answer him? What's going on over here? So I want to share with you a Mahalach that I heard, and I think it's very nice, and even Emes, and it goes as follows. Moshe Rabbeinu and the Malachim we're not arguing about who gets to learn Torah. They both can learn Torah. But the whole world we know, the infrastructure, the blueprint of the whole world is a Torah and the way it's being learned. And hence, 
Who is the one that's going to dictate what happens in this world? Is it the learning of Torah done by Klal Yisrael? Or is it the learning of Torah done by the angels? The angels said, we're more spiritual. It makes more sense that it's it should be us. Whereas Klal Yisrael, Moshe Rabbeinu representing them, says, no, it makes sense it's more us. And indeed, HaKadosh Puhu decided that it's more fitting that it's us. Why? Because when, when is the action that we're doing, learning Torah or even doing mitzvahs, when is it worth a lot? When we have a pool going the other way. We have a Yetzirah, we have the, the Yetzirah, the inclination, the push to do something more physical because we're, our neshama is within a body as opposed to the Melachim, which is exactly what the Ramo in Siman Dalit says about the bracha of Asher Yotzom after a person goes to the washroom. It says over there at the end, umaflila sois. The different interpretations. What is the pele? What's the maflila sois? The Ramah says it's unbelievable how Akadosh Buchu was able to do the seemingly impossible. Take two contradictory things, take the neshama, take the bodily, our body, put them together, stup them together, and make it live together. Where we know the neshama gives the highest to the goof. The goof is the kli, but still, how can they work together? How does it work together? That's a pele. We make a big deal out of it on uh, Leila Seder that we tell the, you know, the kids, wow, you know, the plague of uh, Barad, hail, was an unbelievable makkah. Why? Because it was a nes betoch nes. There was a miracle within a miracle. First of all, it was a miracle that Hashem brought this makkah on, on Mitzrayim. But second of all, within that makkah, there was another miracle. How did the fire and water make peace together? It was ice and fire together. Hence the picture this week. How did it work? That's a pele. But really, this pele happens every day. And every day we should be reminded about it and have kavana about this amazing thing that Hashem does for us. Every time we come out of the washroom and we say Asher Yatzal, and in the morning when we say Asher Yatzal, back to us. And hence, the whole plan of HaKadosh Buch was Davka human people, us, Pnei Soil, that have this this fight within us between Yetzirah and Yetzirah Tov to do the right thing. When we do the right thing, it's worth a lot more and it's very close and dear to HaKadosh Baruch Hu because it's way harder. We know Lefum Tzara Agra, Hafuch, the more difficult it is for a person, he should know that he gets rewarded at that time a lot more. And soon we'll sh share a story about that. Hafuch, HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants the world and every all the Shefa that comes to this world, in this in our world, to come through the learning of Torah of Klal Yisrael which obviously also we're talking about the mitzvahs, but right now we're putting the spotlight on the Torah. And hence that's when Moshe Rabbeinu answered them and HaKadosh Baruch Hu agreed with him. Just to say a story, to bring the point home, I think I might have mentioned this once or twice in the past, but it's very fitting for this case, which is when I used to go to a shir of Rav Boyer, then once he used to work with people that were getting a bit off the derech, he tried to help them, to strengthen them, to get them chizuk. And one morning a boy, a bachar wakes up and he says, Rav, Rabbi, I don't feel like putting filling on. So Rav Boyer was a bit shocked, but he realized, well, what can I do? It's a lose-lose situation. If I tell him not to wear, he's going to go crazy. If I tell him, okay, wear, he's going to go crazy. If I tell him not to wear, everyone's going to think they can not wear all the time. Well, what am I supposed to do? So he decided to do the following, which I think brings the point home that we're discussing. And he says to them, he says to this Bachar, listen, you're, you don't need to. You don't need to. But I want to tell you something. There's different times in the year that's a special mesugal time et ratzon it's called that et ratzon is in different during during different times of the year in moadim and chagim shavuos pesach sukkos and there's also once a week on shabbos especially mincha time 
And then there's an individual Eisratzon. Every person has a different time, which is very important to David HaGadosh Buch and sees that moment. What is that moment though? We don't really know, but there is someone out there that does know. And that's the Yetzirah. And that could be a Gilui, it could reveal to us when this Eit Ratzon is. If suddenly out of left field, you get a feeling and urge not to do a mitzvah, to do an Avera, you know that Tavka to do that is an amazing Eit Ratzon to do that thing. And hence, Rav Boyer started off telling him, listen, I'm willing to pay you a hundred shekels. If you put on tefillin, daven, despite the fact that it's hard for you, and you mentioned my name in tefillah, and you daven for me. Because I know that your tefillah can get really far. It can get to the, to the rikim and the shamaim. And the Bachar says, are you kidding me? My tefillah won't even make it past the roof of the shul. And then Rav Boyer explained to him this idea, that it must be that you have an ace ratzon, and I want to leverage off of that time. That's the story, but the idea is exactly what we're saying, that Davka for Klal Yisrael to do the Torah and mitzvahs, but to, do the, to learn the Torah based on that, HaKadosh Buch looks in the Torah and creates the world, and based on our actions and learning Torah, we will be able to dictate what happens in our world, and that's how HaKadosh Buch wants the world to run. So when we come close to Shavuos, we have to realize how unbelievable the Torah is, what a special gift. We have to come to that appreciation as we come close to Shavuos and show HaKadosh Buch how much we love the Torah, which is going to be the next part of the Torah, appreciation and having cover to the Torah. And how do we show that on Shavuos, even though it's not Halacha? But how do we show that? And maybe that's why it's not Halacha, because it has to come from us. We try to stay up as late as we can to learn Torah, to show HaKadosh Buch that we appreciate this idea, that it's thanks to the Torah that we learn that all the Och Chaim, Hashem, puts actions in this world based on our learning Torah, not on the angels, Dafka us. I want to end off on this second Nekuda that's very important, which was the idea of honoring Torah, having it as a very important value. Before we do that, I just have to end off the first question. The first question I started off with, how can it be that Dafka and Shavuos, everyone agrees it should be Chetzi Lachem Chetzi Lashem, which means we should have also a dimension of physicality, of and not just spiritual. Dafka here, there was a tzad to say that everyone should agree it should be spiritual. It's a very spiritual day for celebrating the Torah. The answer to that, based on what we said, is very simple. No, we can't make that mistake. It's not all spiritual. That's Torah that's given to angels. We're not angels. And Hashem Dafka gave it to us because HaKadosh Buch wants us, despite the fact that we have a pool to do all kinds of physical things, to overcome that. And not only overcome, but to elevate that, to use the food to, 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 to learn Torah, to use the food to to ensure that our neshama wins over by cleansing and purifying our body. And that's the name of the game. Back to the second topic about Kavodah Torah. So I want to start off with a true story that's brought down. Um, uh, 14 generations were related to the Helege Rav Avrom, the brother of the Golden Mevilna. He wrote a famous sefer called Malus HaTorah, and very fitting for today, for this week, about the importance of Torah. He goes through all the Chazals that he saw that exemplify and scream out the importance of Torah. So he was in this city called Kraz, and over there, there was a very chashav yid. Everyone knew he was very chashav. He was very rich and did a lot of maizim toivim. His name was Rab Eliyahu Krazer. Just to reveal as a gilui how a chashav person he was, his sister married as, as a second, second marriage 
to, to the Gaon Mevilna, and the Gaon Mevilna gave them the honor of being Mesader Kiddushin. Al Kolpanim Simchas Torah arrived, and as we all know, whoever gets honored with the first Akafa, it's a huge kavod. It's one of the biggest kavod there is on Simchas Torah. And who did the Tzibur give it to? They gave it to this Rebeliyahu Krazer. Right after Simchas Torah that year, Rabbi Avrom, the brother of Gaon Mevilna, who was very needed, was very needed in that city because he was the Av Beistin of Kraz. Suddenly you see a carriage and horses right outside his house. Despite the extreme weather conditions, it was pouring outside. And yet he himself took all his suitcases and all his farm and put it himself into the carriage and went. And he was going to a different city. And everyone asked him, why, why are you leaving? Why are you leaving? He says, I can't live in a place where there's no Kavod Torah. They said, please, what? There's one thing, big deal, come. No, I cannot be here. And he left. And the question begs itself, such an extreme action to take? Without thinking, just suddenly going? Why did he do such a thing? To answer this question, there's a similar story. A long time ago, in Pirkei Avlis, Pirkei Avlis, Perik Vav, Mishnah Tes, it talks about Rabbi Yossi, who bumped into someone on the way, and that someone said, where do you live? And Rabbi Yossi says, I live over here, in a place where they learn Torah, Makum Shel Torah. And he said to him, why don't you just come to our city? I'll give you a lot of kesef azav, money, silver, jewels. Come live with us. And to that, on the spot, he said, I'm sorry. Even if you give me all the money in the world, all the jewels in the world, I can't dwell in a place that's not a makum of Torah. Because the only thing that follows a person to the eternal world is Torah and Maisim Toivim. So there's no point for me to go to such a place. And the question is, why, why to such an extreme? Why, why, why? Think about it. If he gets all the money in the world, can't he build an empire of, over there, a yeshiva? He'll be, he'll be able to recruit a lot of uh, Talmidei Chachamim to learn there. Why doesn't he do that? So usually people use this Mishnah to say that's the importance of how the surrounding can affect you, etc., etc. But we're not going to go this way this time. We're going to say something else. And that is, Rabbi Yaisi realized and we don't have time to go into the details, the intricate details, but the Yesoi, the concept will say, Rabbi Yaisi realized that the Torah will not dwell in a place that there's no Kavod Torah. The Klikibul, the vessel, the Kli, for where Torah wants to reside, is very simple. Someone that shows that Torah is the most top value. The top value is Torah. And if you... Have that, the Torah wants to run after you and dwell with you. If not, then it's a lost hope. That's exactly what Rabbi Yaisi was saying. I don't care if you give me all the money in the world. Yes, I can bring a lot of people that learn Torah, but I need a place that values Torah. If your place doesn't have any Torah there, that's obvious, it's evident. It's a gilui and reveals to us there's no Torah here. Same too, Mistama is what happened over here with our story, with Rabbi Vram, the brother of the Goyen Mivilna. He realized, even if it was a one-time thing, but if they were able to get to a point where the most kavod thing to give out, the first hakafa was given to a rich person, and yes, we realize he did a lot of maizim toivim, and he was a big Baal chesed. But we have to understand there's a hierarchy in Yiddishkeit. And the top value that we live by is the Hele Geteirah. that will take this lesson and go into Shavuos, Realizing that's a top value. And that is precisely the reason 
that we stay up all night. Because by staying up all night, not only are we mitakin that they didn't stay up the whole night when we received the Torah, but even if that wasn't true, it's the best way to show HaKadosh how excited we are. Like a little kid that can't fall asleep at night because he's so excited for his school trip in the morning. We are so excited for the Heilige Torah that we're showing HaKadosh Baruch We can't wait. We have to stay up and learn to show you how much we love. We love the Torah. That is screaming out to the best, to the fullest extent. Cover the Torah. Have a good Yom Tov and a good Shabbos, not to forget Eruv Tov Shilin. Thank you for joining us. This is the Prism of Torah. Visit our website, prismoftorah.com, where you'll find a full archive of hundreds of past every Torah. Subscribe to the podcast, leave us a review, and don't forget to share with your friends and family. Sponsorship opportunities are available for all of our episodes. Thank you, Yonavefa, for your recording equipment. Produced by Ellie Podcast Productions.